Attention please, attention please, dedicated educators of Two Dope Nation. As this school year gets underway, now is the perfect time to take control of your financial future. We understand that being an educator requires an incredible amount of time and effort during the school year. So now is the best time to prioritize your finances before the school year gets completely out of hand. Am I right? So I want to introduce you to a trusted financial advisor who specializes in working with educators like us. Meet Alex Sierra, a certified financial planner with Cetera Investors. Alex provides educators with planning for our most important financial milestones. He has a deep understanding of the important strategies related to teachers in our retirement, the school pension system, and retirement programs specifically for us. Imagine heading into this upcoming school year and the years to come with confidence, knowing that your finances are in order. By taking time now to work with Alex, you can lay a solid foundation for your financial goals and secure a brighter future. Don't let the busyness of the school year hold you back from achieving your financial dreams. Visit Alex's website at www.toriandalex.cetarainvestors.com slash tudope, spell out, to schedule an initial virtual consultation. And here's the best part. Mention the discount code 2DOPE during your first consultation to receive a 25% discount on their subscription-based financial planning packages. Take this opportunity to invest in your financial well-being before the school year kicks into high gear. Click the link in the description section of the podcast for more information about Alex and Cetera Investors. Remember, your financial success is just as important as your student's success. Let's start the school year on the right financial foot. Cetera Investors is the marketing name of Cetera Investment Services. Securities and insurance products are offered through Cetera Investment Services, LLC, doing insurance business in California as CFG STC Insurance Agency, LLC. Member FINRASIPC. Advisory services are offered through Cetera Investment Advisors, LLC. California Insurance License Number 0L05650. Alexander Sierra, CFP is located at 605 East Huntington Drive, Suite 203, Monrovia, California, 91016, and can be reached at phone number 626-408-1333, extension 306. for a while um really appreciate all the feedback we got on our interview 
with um, Rebecca Peterson, 2023 National Teacher of the Year. I, I j I'm just so humbled that y'all still got so much love for us. Despite our absence, despite our inconsistency, we're going to try to do better. Um, honestly, we are trying to do better. Um, listen, um, today I have an episode that's way long overdue. In fact, I'm going to send this to our guest and say, Hey, so you probably thought I wasn't going to put this episode out, but I am, and I apologize. Um, but I want to apologize to our guests today for how long this has taken. Uh, we really want to amplify the work that you're doing. We really believe in the work that you're doing, and we're really excited um, to see where it goes. Um, if you are new to this show, um, welcome. Welcome to Two Dope Nation. You're a citizen. Uh, you don't have to renounce existing citizenships. You don't have to forsake any other loyalties that you have um you can just vibe and be you um in our two dope nation the only thing we ask is that you um is that you commit to remixing the conversation on race power equity and education and that you um that you be unashamed of your affiliation with the most dangerous podcast in the schoolhouse my name is gerardo muñoz executive producer and co-host. Kevin did not join us for this interview. I think he was traveling um, because this was supposed to be a Summer Revolution mixtape episode. Um, but here we are in October. Um, it's a beautiful October day and when I'm recording this and I'm hoping when you're hearing this. And, um, and I'm just really excited. So if you're new to the show, um, you can find us on social media first, at um, Two Dope Teachers on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash two dope teachers and a mic with a bunch of dashes in between. Um, if you are looking for me on LinkedIn, find me, Gerardo Munoz, on LinkedIn, where um, I will also be posting materials and episodes and promotional pieces around this. If you haven't gone and uh, liked and subscribed and uh, given us a five star rating wherever you get podcasts, where everywhere where you get podcasts, but especially on Apple Podcasts, where a five star rating and a review. Um, helps more people find this content that um, we're so dedicated to. I also want to share that um, my new podcast, the Chicano Logs, um, at Illosopher on uh, X Twitter, um, X Twitter. Oh, that makes sense. Um, you can uh, follow that independently on any platform where you get podcasts. I'm going to stop putting Chicano Logs um, episodes on the Two Dope Teachers feed because I want to keep things very clear for listeners and, you know, really would love to have you all also subscribe to the Chicano Logs where um, this Chicano here talking to the mic um, has conversations around his Chicanismo, being a little Chicanito from the east side, but also uh, bringing in topics and people from around the diaspora and around our gente um, for a conversation. Um, a lot of folks have reached out to me um, asking me what Two Dope Teachers has to say about um, the violence in Gaza and in Israel. Um, so I, I just want to, I just want to put it out here that we're working on just really educating ourselves. Um, we know that this is just, it, this is a situation that's absolutely heartbreaking for all all of us involved and all civilians involved um, on all sides of the conflict. And um, we, um, 
our hearts go out to the civilians caught in the crossfire and who have to pay the price for our inability to solve geopolitics in a way that's civil and that is um, peaceful and that does not result in the harm um, that's being done to innocents in all this situation. And so we'll we'll have more to say about that in the in the coming days and weeks. Um, but we are trying to do what a lot of folks on and look, if you're taking a stand on social media, more power to you. I'm not coming for you. I am not the kind of person that should just be firing off takes on social media. I like to be informed and I like to just hear from folks. Um, I always ask myself the question, is it important that they hear from me or is it important that they hear about the situation? And that's sometimes a challenge for me to decenter how I feel about a particular situation um, with this platform. So with your forgiveness, we'll proceed in that way. Well, I want to tell you about this uh, guest that we're that we have on this interview I had um, a while back. I really think you're going to enjoy it. So I've been thinking about this a lot because, as we know, the economy is changing. It always changes, um, and when it changes, it doesn't usually translate into more opportunities uh, for regular folks just trying to make it. Um, it requires creativity on on our end, and I think it's really important to center that. So here's the deal. Um, harder to get a job, especially if you're young. You know, my daughter is a first-year college student, was just able to get a job, and it's just very difficult um, to get a job when you don't have a degree, you don't have a resume, you don't have a lot of the things that your competition will have because as employment becomes challenging for a lot of people, like there's lots of jobs out there. It's just a matter of whether you're willing to trade in high levels of experience and education for meager salaries that don't even allow you to survive in the city of Denver, right? And so um, it's something that's been on my mind a little bit of late. But shout out to my kid. Um, uh, my kid was able to secure employment, um, and it's a great start um, as a first-year college student. And, um, you know, it's it's very exciting. Um you know, that that, that happened. Um, but it, it does have me thinking a lot about what are we telling young people who are in high school who may be looking for part-time jobs as a way of having a little bit of pocket money, learning to manage their money, learning how to save, learning to do all those things when they can't get jobs. The jobs aren't there. They're harder to get. And we know that a lot of workplaces take advantage of their young labor. Um, you know, my my kid has a friend who was constantly working closing shifts at a at a fast food joint, and they were never all that interested to hear about uh, their employees' school schedule or academic aspirations, homework, any of that kind of stuff. So we know it's difficult. Well, my friend um, Dipali Vias um, is attempting to address this to create opportunities for young people um, after founding Fearless Plus. Um, so Dipali Vias is the founder and CEO of Fearless Plus, uh, which is an ed tech platform that is on a mission to empower the younger generation. Dipali is a serial entrepreneur, advisory board member, career strategist, and executive search consistent with a recognized eye for spotting talent, 
rising trends, and breakout business models. Dipali has over 20 years of experience in executive recruiting, having reviewed more than 100,000 resumes. Man, I could have used your help, Dipali, when I was hiring. Um, anyway, <laughs> and placed thousands of executives in Fortune 500 companies. She has advised companies like Disney, J.P. Morgan, Uber, Google, IBM, and the NFL, to name a few. And what is so striking about Fearless Plus, the information is going to be linked in the episode. Fearless Plus is dope because it actually allows its users to present a more complete picture of who they are and uh, just gives them tools that can help them get visibility. And while it's focused on the young, this younger generation of workers, you'll hear in the interview that Deepali actually says that I could do a Fearless Plus account. So really encourage you all to, to check it out. But before you do any of that, uh, check out this amazing conversation that I had with Fearless Plus's Deepali Vyas. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Gerardo Munoz. Kevin is not here. Kevin is on assignment, and that assignment is to rest from a wild school year. But you're going to hear his voice chime in um, as we as we get into our summer and get into this work. So welcome back to Two Dope Teachers and a Mic. We are remixing the conversation on race, power, and education. We've got an amazing guest uh, for you today, but before we um, introduce our guest want to let you know how you can reach us if this is the first time you're listening to us welcome welcome to the two dope nation two dope nation um has completely open borders we uh really are good with anyone joining the nation and 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 making us great so uh you can follow us on social media all social media platforms at two dope teachers that's t-o-o Dope Teachers. We're on Facebook.com slash Two Dope Teachers and a mic. You can email us, Two Dope Teachers at gmail.com. And if you're really interested in partnering with us through our um, Patreon uh, for as little as $5 a month, you can make uh, independent media by people of color possible. Uh, podcasting is not free. It's a little uh, way to kind of support the work that we do. Shout out to our patrons, uh, 33 of you strong who have stuck with us through thick and thin. Y'all are the real MVPs. Um, so I, so welcome to the Revolution Summer Mixtape of 2023 when we talk about radical joy. Uh, for those of you who have joined us uh, since this past school year, just a quick overview of the Revolution Summer Mixtape. Um, if, if you want to more, hear more detail about it, just go back and uh, check a previous episode where we sort of unpack where this kind of came from. But the, the mixtape, in a word, is our experimental tracks, right? It's our way to start thinking differently about education. And you all know how it is, right? We go into the school year, and it's lesson planning, and it's setting objectives, and it's getting the work done. It's the day-to-day. -day. It's the how do I deal with XYZ situation that happened today or yesterday or a week ago, and these things where you're always kind of racing around. It's really hard to find just space to think creatively and think differently. Um, so we take advantage of this pause in the school year, for most of you, um, to put together a little mixtape when we have people who are kind of working outside the box for young people. So I want to go ahead and introduce um, our guest for this mixtape episode. Um, I have with me Dipali Vyas. 
Uh, Dipali is the founder and CEO of Fearless Plus. Fearless Plus is an ed tech platform that's on a mission to empower the younger generation. Uh, Dipali is a serial entrepreneur on, a, on an intense level, an advisory board member, a career strategist, an executive search consultant with a recognized eye for spotting talent, rising trends, and breakout business models. Dipali has over 20 years of experience in executive recruiting, having reviewed more than 100,000 resumes. Man, I could use your help this week. <laughs> <laughs> and placed thousands of executives in Fortune 500 companies. She has advised companies like Disney, JP Morgan, Uber, Google, IBM, and the NFL, to name a few. And that's wild. I've actually heard of all of those companies. They have a reputation. They're known. They are known. Dipali, how are you today? I'm doing well, Gerardo. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, we had an opportunity to talk a few weeks ago. And uh, folks, the, the, the Fearless Plus website is linked in the show notes to this episode. And uh, you'll find some other ways to follow, um, to follow the work that Dipali and her team do. Um, so first, I just want to start off with this, with that amazing question that happens in every interview I've conducted so far. Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> what, what were your experiences with education and how did those lead, ultimately lead you to establish Fearless Plus? It, it, that, that's always a perfect question to, to start <laughs> off with, Gerardo. Um, mm. You know, I, I, I will answer the question in this way. I never thought of myself as a educator. Um, mm. And now that I think about it, given all the experience that I have in the real world, and I'm and I've built this platform that is an ed tech platform, I almost always say that I am a sort of, you know, industry professional, but in fact, I'm, I'm an educator, right? I'm, yeah. I've been coaching and educating my clients, I've been coaching and educating, um, you know, everybody that I've worked with along the way. So I kind of have to change my mindset in, in yeah. thinking of myself as an educator. So yeah, that's, that's sort of part <laughs> one. Um, and a little bit about my background. I know that you, um, you so kindly, um, you know, made my intro, but I've spent a lot of years in executive search and that's allowed me to be in the boardrooms. It's allowed me to be in, you know, so many successful business stories um, and so mm. many successful professional lives, right? It is the, you know, the burden of helping people get a job and make sure that they like their job is a really mm. big ask, right? And it's, yeah. it's something that I've been able to fulfill over a long period of time. And when I thought about my career, um, and, and, and sort of this, this uh, idea of fearless, it really came about knowing that I've been helping leaders get better every day. And I really felt that I was at this point in my life where I wanted to bottle this experience and bring it to the younger generation. And wow. that's when Fearless was born. Um, you know, the mission behind Fearless is that we want to help the next generation prepare for personal and professional success. And we do this through our platform. We want them to share their story. We want them to access resources and we want to provide opportunities to help them grow and develop. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, quick question. So this is, this is such an amazing way to frame it because I think that 
our society has framed educators and the educational process very narrowly, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, I think if more of us, particularly those of us with the knowledge and the experience that you have, kind of regard ourselves as educators. So mm -hmm. when you are somebody's boss, for example, your, mm -hmm. your job is not just to direct that person and what to do and evaluate them. It's also to coach them and to teach them how to find the best kind of within themselves. And so I, I like your kind of mindset shift that you're entertaining, um, starting to think of yourself as an, as an educator and potentially an educator to, you know, thousands of kids that you'll never meet in person, right? Um, I think it's a really cool thing. Um, just out of your curiosity, as I'm thinking about this, um, what kind of student were you? I, <laughs> I was actually a very uh, uh, eager, you know what, I would classify myself as an eager beaver student. Um, mm. I wanted to do everything. I wanted to be involved in everything. I wanted to be at yeah. the top of my class. I want, I wanted it yeah. all. And yeah. nothing has changed in my life. I always wanted <laughs> I love it. And so that's yeah. who I am. And I just, you know, I, part of part of like fearless is to understand who you really are and what your yeah. strengths are and play to your strengths. And so That's awesome. I was always an extrovert. I'm in a external facing role. It really yep. speaks to my strengths. And that's what, you know, every student should strive for. That's cool. Yeah. So now, now that we're kind of um, we're starting to dig into what fearless is, give us a quick overview of fearless plus and, you know, what are what are sort of the some of the challenges, the problems, the opportunities that you're attempting to address with uh, your work at Fearless Plus? Yeah. So look, I think the conversation has changed, um, particularly in in sort of the high school setting um, across the United States. Um, one of which is the 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 test optional, right? So that's been a, yeah. a sort of a, a really big thing that has happened. Um, in general, I think that there's also been a conversation around the ROI on college, the cost of college. Um, sometimes there are other alternatives than a traditional college education in order to enter the workforce. So I think high school students uh, in this day and age are facing a lot of different options. And they also yeah. have a lot more questions and they also have to figure out how they want to stand out. Now that tests are optional, and um, colleges are assessing them in a different way. That's where Fearless is trying to solve some of those um, gaps or bridge some of those gaps, right? So if, if I can describe our platform in one sentence, it's <laughs> LinkedIn meets TikTok meets Masterclass for the younger generation. And so oh. I'll break that down. The LinkedIn yeah. piece of it is we're trying to help a student build their digital footprint so that if they are applying to college that, you know, where the test is optional, they're able to have a digital profile that speaks to them authentically and kind of share their whole story. So that's part one. The TikTok piece of it is we know that this younger generation is very social media savvy. So yeah, just a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, a black and white resume or a black and white college application will only do so much for a student. So having a fearless profile that combines LinkedIn and TikTok, that means a student will have the opportunity to share a three minute video elevator pitch about themselves 
that will help them really stand out and speak volumes about who they are. So yeah. that's sort of part one and two. And then the master classes, I have enlisted the help of my entire Rolodex of industry professionals to bring yeah. all the stuff that students may not be deliberately learning in high school. And it's no knock on teachers because I, I get it. You guys have a full, full day. And mm -hmm. there are things that are expected of the real world that um, may not be deliberately taught in high school or college for that matter, right? Mm -hmm. So those are the skills or the soft skills that we are bringing on the platform. So now students have the opportunity to not only build their portfolio with us, but they also get access to classes like personal branding and communication and personal finance and all the stuff that they need to know how to adult and function mm. in the real world. So we yeah. want them to be able to present themselves in that way. That's awesome. Let me, um, I wanna dig into a couple of the things that you said, cause it's, it's really fascinating. Um, and I'll kind of work backwards a little yeah. bit. So one of the things you named that um, is not necessarily happening in classrooms or it's not deliberately happening in classrooms is this, um, this idea of things that are expected in the real world when one joins kind of the real world. What's an example, and again, I totally yep. get not a slam on teachers. I totally get it. Like, I think that, I think that the, you know, as, as teachers work within the system, mm -hmm. um, there's always that very frustrating give and take that happens, but what's, what's one of those uh, things that is expected in the real world that, that isn't getting deliberate attention in most um, school curricula? Um, a couple of examples, actually interviewing skills. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and again, like I said, we are trying to bridge the gap. We're not trying to replace anybody or anything, but we're yeah. trying to be a supplement to all the good stuff that teachers are already doing. Right. Yeah. But here comes the real world. Do you guys, um, you know, I don't know of any schools that are teaching business etiquette, meaning mm. don't put emojis in an email when you are communicating <laughs> professionally, right? right? So mm -hmm. just, they are small things, but they're not deliberately taught. They are not classroom yeah. curriculum. And quite frankly, there's not a way for us to insert ourselves into the classroom curriculum because it's already so full and we understand yeah. So think yeah. of this as almost like an enrichment piece. So um, interviewing skills, negotiation skills, business etiquette, time management, productivity, yeah. the art of storytelling. I can go on and on. Yeah, that's so important, too, because I think that um, in the absence of and, and I'm, I'm even thinking I'm putting on my teacher hat, which I don't teach anymore. I don't intend to go back to the classroom, <laughs> but it's one of those things where I'm thinking, man, this website would be an incredible thing to use. This program that you have would be an incredible thing to use in an advisement class, in a life mm -hmm. skills class, mm -hmm. exactly. those kinds of things to kind of take those, those uh, things. Because what happens is that whether or not they get practice at doing these things, they'll be expected in, in, in the working world. And I think that who is it? that will that's more likely to learn these things it's going to be the kids who come from privileged backgrounds right mm -hmm. so we end up with a lot of inequity if we aren't making space for this 
Um, really appreciate That's exactly that. And, right. then, and, and, and then as somebody, oh, go the, ahead. <laughs> the only thing that I'll say, just as you kind of touched on it, right? We want to democratize this access. That's why building a profile with us is free. The personal brand content is free for anybody that's joining us. Like we awesome. want to make it very easy for students to succeed. And by the way, all the stuff that we're teaching them, not only is going to help them in their um, uh, professional school life, but also their personal life. It's about relationships. It's about emotional intelligence. And so yeah. Gerardo, I'll, I'll ask you, did you know that emotional intelligence is just as important as IQ for success in school, work, and relationships? And, and, and I'd like to ask you, how much more money do you think you can earn if you had a higher degree of emotional intelligence than your peers? Because there is a oh, number. Man. Oh, there's a number. Mm -hmm. Oh, this 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 has implications for my current employment. I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking already. No, I mean, I think I think that um, speaking for myself, I always prioritize emotional intelligence over academic content. It, did, it didn't mean I wasn't doing academic content, mm -hmm. but I didn't really have a name for it until really, really, really recently. And um, and so I think that, but I think I think that um, a lot of standard school curricula actively discourage a focus on that. In fact, we have attacks on social emotional learning um, uh, happening all over the country. And so, so I think it's extremely important, but I, I do agree with you. I think that the system doesn't place a, an intentional value on it. It's an add-on. It's an additional activity. Yeah. It's five minutes of breathing at the beginning of class, you yeah. know, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but increasing one's emotional intelligence I mean, I'm curious about what, what that number is. I think, let's hear from the audience. Audience, are you curious? Yeah, the, the, the audience just told me they're curious. Um. <laughs> so people with higher EQ tend to earn more money than those with lower EQ, like $29,000 more. So that means over a lifetime, you could earn an additional $1.7 million. We're going to let that number sit in. For a second, just kind of like sit in that number, everybody. I mean, that's significant, right? That's significant. Wildly and so how, significant. Yeah. So how how did you arrive at that number? So it was actually a a forty year PhD Berkeley study where they um, measured emotional intelligence in um, a, a very vast amount of individuals. And the individuals that scored higher on emotional intelligence, that means empathy and self-awareness and all of these, you know, social and emotional skills, um, they tended to out earn people with lower EQ by $29,000 a year. And that's that 1.7 million wow. over their career lifetime. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, wow. That's incredible. Um, what, one last question before I, I kind of move on to the next one. Like I think, I think it all connects though. Um, so there, the other way that I see, and I'm working within an educational institution, mm -hmm. um, one thing that I can already hear people asking is, yeah, but emotional intelligence, kind of squishy, kind of vague. Is that the kind of like, how, how does one teach emotional intelligence? So emotional intelligence is teachable. 
And part of it is understanding concepts and then having the students be able to experience them, right? So the experiential learning. So for example, if you aren't taught anything about empathy or you, if you are not explicitly taught about self-awareness, then mm -hmm. you are not being self-aware as you go through life and that, that might hinder you. Right. Yeah. And so you can be taught the concepts of self-awareness. Like Dipali, do you know that when you roll your eyes, you come across as disinterested? Um, mm -hmm. You know, Gerardo, when you uh, cross your arms, do you, do you realize that you're coming across as guarded? These are things yeah. that are not explicitly, you know, taught. And yeah. so you have to be aware of them. So when you do understand these concepts, and then you put them into practice, your EQ goes up. And in fact, our content is video, audio, journaling exercises, reflection exercises, uh, and all of these pieces. Our content was, um, was evaluated by uh, a company that uh, has you know, clinical psychologists that measure emotional intelligence. So students that took our content before and after grew their EQ by 50 to 100%. Man, mm -hmm. that's, this is so amazing to hear <laughs> because like, like, I mean, the amazing thing. So first of all, I have um, a child headed off to college, so I'll have some very pointed yes. questions about my <laughs> ROI when it comes yes. to that. But, but one, but so I think about, I think about her future. I think about what she's been through in the class of 2023, which their entire high school experience was defined by the COVID pandemic. And, you know, that's, there are harms that were done by that, that are really deep. But the other thing I think about is um, as I reflect on my own experience as a classroom teacher, if I would have rolled out these kinds of ideas like and what i wrote down was from the conceptual to the experiential mm -hmm. right experiential and so if i would have rolled out a lesson with the students around self-awareness in the ways that you framed it the students would have eaten it up mm -hmm. like they love this stuff they mm -hmm. love anything that um that allows them to know themselves better and i think one of the <laughs> frustrations i had in the system was that it was always that this kind of self-reflection stuff was considered to be youth sort of egomania and you know this kind of like they're immature and that kind of thing but i always thought it was completely natural for them to be exploring these parts of themselves i think they would have loved this yeah. um that's amazing stuff so you know, I we and, think and about that's, young people want to know about themselves. They're at this really, you know, curious age. I can't tell you how many students when they get onto our platform, just taking the personality test and learning about their personality, it blows their mind. It just wow. is like, I'm an extrovert versus an introvert. I'm a thinker yeah. versus a feeler. And that mm. means, you know, in, in this day and age, right, you're, you're a parent and you have a, um, a, a child going off to college, right? Yeah. The, the parental influence, the, the guidance counselor influence, all of these influences around these kids, the number one thing is that we try to put students right at the center because they need to play to their strengths. They don't need to yeah. play to your strengths, right? Your, That's right? your child doesn't need to live out your dream. They need to, yeah. and, and, and the reason why they're going to college 
you know, because you push them or whatever. Sometimes, you know, kids that are like super great at programming and, you know, they don't need to go to a traditional four-year college. They can go to a boot yeah. camp and start working at Netflix and make a hundred grand right after yeah. the certification. That yeah. Those opportunities are out there. So why yeah. burden somebody with so much college debt when they don't have to, and there are other avenues, but the, but the whole thing is they have to be, they had to have to actually know about these things, right? They have yeah. to, they have to have access to these opportunities, but yeah. uh, going back to playing to the strengths, I think as a society, we have to help young people play to their strengths, because if you are an introvert, you don't need to be in a sales role. You don't have to be mm. in a customer <laughs> facing role. If you are an introvert, there are wonderful you know, um, research or product positions that might suit you better and you love organization and project management and you're very detail oriented and you can have an insane career becoming a chief product officer and never yeah. have to face anybody, you know, in, 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 in yeah. the outside world. So things like that, they just want to be aware of. And so when they find out their personalities, this is the first thing that kind of blows their mind. It's thank you. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's amazing. Um, ah, so many things I want to dig into, but <laughs> one of the, one, one of the things that kind of comes to mind is, is, as you speak is that it sort of occurs to me that what we're looking at is a series of systems that we haven't in education necessarily, we haven't examined as closely as we need to. And, you know, that's, that's often a function of the system that, you know, teachers are kept so busy and so overwhelmed that it's hard to really reflect on these things. But there's some some realities that are kind of emerging for me. One is that the workplace has changed significantly since you and I were coming of age, right? Mm -hmm. And I, th I, th I think we're both extras. And so, um, so the workplace has changed a lot. Um, kids have changed a lot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I kind of bore witness to this when I was a fourth or fifth year teacher, when all of a sudden kids had access to the internet and mm -hmm. I'm dating myself so much by saying that, but I remember there being a debate saying, I mean, do we really need to use the internet in class? Like, I don't know, like we can still read and I still value reading books and that kind of thing. But it's funny to reflect back on those conversations and realized that early in my teaching career, we were having a real conversation about whether the internet was relevant to education. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. and so I mean, students have changed. Right. And, really and then I think, point. I think the last thing um, that I think is something to be examined is the way that a lot of us in the classroom have taught about the real world isn't necessarily in tune with either of those things. Like, I think we do the best that we can, but maybe isn't, isn't teaching with the awareness of those two really important changes. I think, uh, so I want to address both of your points here because you make very good points in that. Well, thank you. The, the internet in our day and age is the equivalent to chat GPT in today's day and age. Oh, and that's so true. And when I, when, when, you know, I get this question all the time, like, oh, you know, schools are banning chat GPT and whatever, you know, I, I understand the cheating. I understand the plagiarism. I understand all of that, but here's the reality of the situation. When these kids enter the workforce, guess what? Chat GPT is available to them. 
And so now there are actual jobs being created on a chat GPT prompt analyst. Did you know that? I did not know that, but but I'm not surprised. So now it's inevitable, right? It's almost like, you know, you're teaching kids almost a backwards way instead of embracing the change you're telling them to stifle and then hurry up and catch up when you enter the real world and i think that's wrong i think it's really wrong and yeah i think that there are ways that for example chat gpt right the people that are going to win in this generative ai world at least the young people creativity is going to be the winner. You know, your intel, everyone always says on every job interview, I want someone that's intellectually curious. You know what that really means? Someone that's actually going to dig in deep. They're going to find out as much as they can. They're going to keep asking questions. They're going to keep researching. That's what companies want. They want someone that's going to dig in and help them, right? And be solutions oriented. And that's not what we're teaching. Now, the second part of your question about, I'm sorry, the second part of your comment about, you know, the the, the, the high schools or, or, you know, just academia being kind of further away from what's happening in the reality of the workforce, I think that chasm is quite um, deep and and far apart because I can't tell you, you know, how much things are changing and at what pace of change is happening that, of course, you know, a guidance counselor is not going to know all the available opportunities or, or job functions that are out there. And that's why infusing a dose of what's happening to in reality to this younger generation sooner rather than later is in their best interest, right? Um, can I tell you there's going to be, do you know what a, a, a tree reforester is? I do not. So there are new jobs cropping up in agritech where they are scoping out land to see where they can reforest trees and rebuild forests in different parts of the country. There are drone flying experts that will be needed for the next generation of Amazon 2.0. That is not a real job, you know, today, but I bet you thousands of dollars that no high school is talking about that right now. Right. And that's not that far away to be a drone flying expert and going into a technology company and, you know, participating in that trend. So that's where I like it's it's sort of infuriating where, you know, when you kind of stick to your own playbook and don't embrace change or technology or all of these things that are happening, you have to be in touch with the real world. Like, why isn't every high school across the United States bringing in experts from every company when they have an opportunity just to talk yeah. about what the real world is like? Yep, that's 100%. And um, and actually, we have a mixtape um, track that's going to be dropping about um, about a school that has embraced generative AI in it's all amazing. of the ways and not not just from... What, what are the cool things this tool can do, but also 
what are the ethical considerations that we can agree upon as a community as to what this tool is for and what this tool is not for. And I, I think that. that, I think that, I think innovation and creativity married with criticality, I think really, I mean, the, the, the possibilities are pretty endless for the way that that opens doors um, for young people in our classrooms today. Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask too, and so thank you for speaking to the school to career work, because I think that, you know, I remember a lot of conversations among um, teachers who would say, well, you know, college isn't for everybody. It isn't necessarily the logical next step for every 18 year old in our system. But then a lot of times we didn't really know. We were like, yeah, in, in concept, that's awesome. In reality, what does that actually mean? And so I think speaking to the ways in which, you know, the work that you do and the work of Fearless Plus allows for a much more comprehensive answer to that question. Um, so I want to I want to pivot to college admissions. So, mm -hmm. you know, one and I just, you know, maybe a little bit of recency bias in my life right now. Just going to admit that off the top. <laughs> um, but um, one of the things that that you hear all the time is that the college admissions process is really abstract. Like I remember listening to This American Life a few years ago and they did a whole thing on um, first year students who had gotten into Columbia. So they went around the Columbia campus just asking kids, hey, why did you get into Columbia? And they didn't have great answers um, because the margins are so slim, you know, traditionally that a lot of them didn't, didn't really, they couldn't name what it was that got them into the school over other candidates. Um, some would argue that it's impossible to truly get an advantage beyond, you know, GPA, maybe if you're a really good personal statement, that kind of thing. So how does um, Fearless Plus return some agency to young people who are applying to college who feel so vulnerable and so just kind of um, under the microscope when it comes to applying to college? What are some things that your platform provides for students so you can kind of take back some of that agency? Yeah, this is where I think our platform shines. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll back into that question by um, giving you a little bit of, of a backdrop. There's a really cool. wonderful book um, by Jeff Salingo um, that's called Who Gets In and Why. Mm. If, if your audience hasn't read it and if you're college bound or parents that are listening and even teachers, he does a wonderful job um, just walking everyone through the college process at varying um, universities and how they yeah. go about it. And I think if I say one thing to the younger generation that might be listening, it is not personal. So like just mm. it's not personal. College is a business, right? And I think we tend to forget that a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. College the distinction between like for-profit and not-for-profit is kind of like, oh, uh, they, they, they all are kind of looking at the bottom line. <laughs> they are. They are. And, you know, colleges are shaping the class that comes in. They're looking at it holistically. So even if you're trying to compare yourself to the person right next to you that's applied to that college and why didn't you get in and why did they get in, that's not how it's looked at, which is why I keep saying it's not personal. But right. having said that, the agency gets returned back to the student with things that they can do differently. So let's say you it's test optional and let's say you end up taking the test and you score well, so you submit your test score, fine. But everybody else is doing the same thing. 
right. You yeah. write a you write a really great essay. Fine. Everyone is doing the same thing. How else are you going to stand out? So, right. We at Fearless have talked to the Common App. And we have con proudly confirmed that there is an additional information section on the Common App for those of you that are going to apply that you can um, put in a link to a personal website, a GitHub, whatever you want to give in terms of additional information. So mm. on our fearless profile, if you are able to fill it out, not only will that college have your video right? How you speak, how you come across, how, how passionate you are, whatever yeah. you want to get across will be get, will get across on your fearless profile. In addition to that, we have sections where you can highlight projects. You can highlight activities. If you're an athlete, you can do a highlight reel of all of your athletics. You can mm. have a very visual holistic story about yourself. And it's not about the numbers. It's about everything right. else. And so that's what we say. And so each student gets a unique URL. They can share that unique URL on any college application, on any job application. So think about this replacing LinkedIn with this more robust portfolio yes. of who you are. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Ah, oh, man, I would have loved to have known this about a year ago. <laughs> but but I think but I think also I think you mentioned that that it isn't just for folks who are graduating high school. They're really no. looking at people who are trying to get in. Get. I'm glad you, you know, mentioned that. So yeah. it's interesting. So again, you know, my my background as um, executive recruiting, but I'll just talk about the recruiting industry in general, right? So. Um, Every employer that's looking at a resume um, wants to know a little bit more, which is why you have like the first interview or screening interview or things like yeah. that. I was recently at a um, student-led conference and big, big companies like Nike and Uber and Google and everybody was there. And they were doing resume workshops for these students. Interestingly enough, the theme that came out of that resume workshop was, okay, you have your resume, you have listed all of your accomplishments in black and white form. The particularly, you know, Tesla and SpaceX, they were saying, what, where else can we look about you? Like what, what else can you add here? Do you have a GitHub? Do you have a, you know, personal website? Do you have anything else that we can look at to assess you differently than the thousands and hundreds of thousands of applications that we get all the time? And so this is where I talk about personal brand. And, you know, I'm not just talking about Fearless Plus as just like a profile. We are trying to help young people build their personal brand because that is what they are going to have forever, right? This is their That's mark, right, their yeah. digital footprint as they come out to uh, the professional workforce. So whether you're in high school, whether you're in college, this is for high school to seasoned professional. This is your digital footprint. So we want to help you craft that in such a way that is exciting for an employer to look at. That, I, that's such an interesting idea because I think, I think you know, branding is something that definitely found its way to young people through social media. And I think you're leveraging some of the best parts of that. Um, what are some other ways that, that the idea of developing that personal brand, that digital footprint can really, you know, help young people to actually meet the changes that are coming, not just 
be able to kind of react, but to actually be prepared when these changes are coming. Like we hear, <clears throat> there's always these kind of scare pieces that go up on social media about AI replacing jobs and that kind of thing. Um, so what what is it that a personal brand that in the way that you all teach can do to help them meet those challenges? Yeah, um, I have a couple of points uh, on this as well. So not only are we asking, you know, we're trying to meet students where they are, but also kind of get ahead of the curve. You don't see a lot of quote video resumes out there. Um, no. And everyone has these scary topics of, oh, AI is replacing everything. There is always going to be a human element to a lot of the work that's being done because guess what? A robot cannot talk to thousands of people and do teamwork. They are very yeah. black and white in, and task oriented, right? Yeah. So um, my, my famous line is hard skills get you hired and soft skills get you fired, right? And if you, oh. if you take it into context, <laughs> so the soft skills are the teamwork, the collaboration, the communication, the understanding context, Right. So like, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, they say that marketing executives will be replaced by, um, you know, uh, chat GPT for ads that they write. But now mm -hmm. when you actually check out the chat GPT ads without context, they make no sense. So you always need human right. judgment, right? Yep. So this is where you can shine as a student the way that you come across, the passion that you have for it, and your creativity will outshine any generative AI tool. So the creativity actually becomes even more important Correct. to the way Correct. that the world is developing. It makes me think of something somebody told me once around uh, my friend Donnie, who uh, is in Kentucky, and he was he was an early adopter of just getting curious about ChatGPT. I think I remember Donnie taking an entire weekend trying to break it. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, but one thing he said was that you know here's the thing about generative AI in general and ChatGPT in particular, it can't ask itself a question. Like yeah. we still have to be able to ask the questions. We still have to be able to craft the prompts Correct. and craft the context, as you said, to in that order GPT prompt analyst there you that's, go there you go is this a good prompt i don't think it is yeah this I, I love how you're just coming up with jobs i'm like i want to do all these jobs right. this sounds great <laughs> um, <laughs> um this this has been really really amazing um so in terms of uh, fearless plus what you said was getting getting on the platform and using some of the functions particularly um, around developing some of your branding and that kind of thing. That mm -hmm. is free. Mm -hmm. Free. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, what are some of the other things that uh, that our young people are going to get um, through Fearless Plus? Yeah. So um, on our platform, you'll also find a, uh, a place where we are listing opportunities and they're updated uh, very often. So we, we are trying to get more and more employers to uh, get on our platform and be able to reach out to young people and and encourage them to apply for positions that they may be interested or qualified for. Uh, so those are things that we want to, uh, here's the access part, right? Um, mm -hmm. When I was talking earlier, a lot of young people just 
may simply not know what is available. So we want to be that digital right. hub of opportunities. And then the other part is we have a section called offers. And in those offers, we tell young people about, you know, uh, free boot camps, um, webinars that are available to them, personal growth stuff, um, even paid stuff that, you know, they might be interested in if they have um, the means that they can, you know, go to these, um, go to some of these um, organizations or things like that. So there are yeah. things that um, students can earn money on our platform and there are places where they can spend money on our platform in order to right. continue their growth path. Yeah, that's brilliant. Last question I wanna, I wanna throw yeah. out to you be before we get to the big question of, of the interview. Um, so when you imagine the brightest timeline of the work that you do, just generally, like whether that is specifically with Fearless Plus or just with this passion of opening up doors for young people, what's the brightest timeline for the work that you're doing? The, the brightest timeline, honestly, is, is now, uh, you know, I, I, we are trying to democratize access. We're trying to help young people and we think we've created something where it's easy to use. They can start now. It's never too young to start. And we want to stay with them. There's just one small story I want to, I want to tell please, people. Please. Um, you know, I talk about personal branding a lot. And, you know, in the noise of, you know, everything that's going on in the world, um, you know, you want to be in a position to, to, to stand out. And I'll tell you a story of of someone that, um, a young high school student that um, didn't feel like college was for them. And yeah. they went to a trade school and their father was a plumber and they ended up going into the uh, uh, trade school for, for uh, becoming a plumber. Mm. But because this person had a keen eye on building their personal brand, they were able to start a plumbing business. They started advertising about themselves. They started creating content. They started doing all of these things in order to go from individual plumber to thriving business. So for the wow. students out there that think that, you know, this is um, not for everybody, it really, personal brand is for everybody because yeah. If you are in a position where maybe you're you're on Angie's list and you're an electrician, you still have to have a personal brand, credibility, integrity, people that say good things about you in order to get to your next opportunity. So from from you know skilled labor to corporate jobs to you know being your own boss and entrepreneur, it's all about your personal brand and we are here for it chills <laughs> i mean i think about all of the students that came through my classroom over a 23-year teaching career and progressively as as you know all of the developments happened that you named i mean covid 19 was just mm -hmm. one of the more recent developments but really as students started to gain more access to information that wasn't always accurate information. It wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, they needed more of those skills. They also started to see the world in bigger ways and started to develop some of these ambitions and started to ask these really hard questions of, well, like, yeah, but what if I don't want to go to college? What if I'd rather, you know, I was thinking of a student I had last year who um, 
wanted to become a, a mechanic. He wanted yeah. to do that work. And, you know, just thinking about all of the time for all this time, young people have been talking to us. They've mm-hmm. been telling us that mm-hmm. this is the kind of thing that they wanted and how exciting for, um, for today's uh, teachers to actually have some, some ways to answer those questions. If they listen to this episode, if you don't listen to this That's episode, right. I, don't know, I don't know what you're That's doing. Right. Uh, maybe you're just going to the website. So um, Deepali Vyas, thank you so much for just sharing this. This is inspirational. Um, I'll be looking for an adult platform. <laughs> <laughs> you could be on there too, I guess I probably could, right? Yeah. We welcome um, you. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and and the, my family will tell me tell you that I'm very immature. So I, <laughs> you know, so probably age appropriate for me. Um, so, um, uh, so a, a couple of questions. Do you listen to music? Of course. You do. Do you listen to hip hop music? Absolutely. I was a huge hip hop fan growing really? up. Really? <laughs> Who knew? Who I knew? Well, you know, it, my persona, yeah, my my outward persona people would never guess, but oh yes, huge hip hop. I mean, personally, <laughs> I recognize a hip hop head a mile away. Like, I mean, to me, it's just, there's just a way that, that we live. Maybe, maybe it's our wit, maybe it's our charm, maybe it's our creativity. I don't know what it is, um, but I can kind of tell. Well, I am so glad that um, we have an affinity for hip hop because I would like to ask you the staple question of the Two Dope Teachers and a Mic podcast. Who are your top five rappers? Now, there's some rules. Kevin's not here to give the rules, so I'm going to do my best. And if I screw up the rules, it does not matter because we decolonize rules. Um, Just like Fearless Plus decolonizes the established way of going and getting a job, right? I love it. um, So the the number one rule is it doesn't have to be a hierarchy. Um, So it does not have to be a ranking. Some of us think in terms of ranking, and that's okay. Okay. Um, but also it's not required. Number two, um, it doesn't only have to be individual. So for example, if, if you like Wu-Tang Clan, like that's not your 19 rappers or however many were in Wu-Tang when all was said and done. Um, so you can use a collective as, as one of your slots. So for example, I could say my number three is De La Soul, right? And that can work. Um, the third rule is that, you know, five numerically it, it can be that's flexible so you can have a two-way tie for first a three-way tie for second we call this the eric hale rule uh named after eric hale the 2021 texas teacher of the year who had it. two-way ties and four-way ties i think when all was said and done he probably shared the names of 25 rappers with us when it was all said and done I and love just kind of like moved it in and this does not have to be a definitive list this can just be what you're feeling right now or what you were feeling at a key moment in your life. Um, no one's going to come for you if you put another top five on another podcast at another time. Like no one's going to judge you. I like so, it. See, I, I'm on, I knew you were going to ask this question and did I, you, how did you know? Stay, I will stay <laughs> true to my mission where that means I get to update at any time and so, Absolutely. so we tell, that's what we tell our students, update your profile at any time on your whim because you are changing. So that's right. Oh, I love it. All right. My five is so hard, but I will try. It is. So <laughs> Jay-Z. Wow. I love it. Jay-Z. Eminem. All right. Tupac. 
Yes. LL Cool J. LL. You know what? LL has made more and more appearances on these top fives. I, I think we're um, we're, we're witnessing an I go old L- school. Like, I love it. And yeah. I'm going to throw in Missy Elliott because Missy Elliott. Because woman power, and I just, I, I, I love, like, it just brings me so much, like, nostalgia when I hear her music. I, um, I, I fully I feel like endorse. that's a nice, like, eclectic list. I feel like it it's, really is. It's, it's range. It has range. It's range, and it's, you know, it's, it's all rappers of impact, and I think yeah. that's really important. Um, you know, funny story, um, I had the nerve to say that I actually appreciate Eminem a lot more than I used to when he first came out. And so I'm now in my daughter's phone as Eminem's number one fan. Oh um, my God. <laughs> actually, I have a story about Eminem as well. So, Oh, I want to hear a story about Eminem. My husband and I really love Eminem and, you know, obviously some of the lyrics and such. We have a young son, he's 12 and he he started getting into Eminem recently. So think about Eminem's range from when wow. my husband and I were growing up to my 12-year-old that can recite so real. straight up Eminem. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I had, um yeah, so Eminem and Jay-Z actually, I think, are, are super similar to me in the sense that they have that kind of playful way of rhyming. You That's know? right. It's unexpected. But, they kind of throw it out there. But it's there. very and it, smart. They, yes. They're very smart. Like just the, they, there's a storytelling piece of it and they're very smart. I, that's, I that, really love, like there, there's just, there's so much dy- dynamism there. And so given, given your love of storytelling, which is a huge part of the work that you're doing, encouraging young people right. to find innovative and impactful ways to tell their stories. You got Pac on there and Pac, I'm gonna. I have a hot take. I don't consider Pac to be the greatest rapper ever, but I do consider him to be the greatest storyteller in Legend. hip hop. Like Legend. his stories, they, just the way he was able to paint a picture. And you talk about someone who has transcended generations. Like oh, I was Legend. still teaching middle schoolers who were, you know, talking about Pac and and wearing his T-shirts and really understanding it. Totally. Um, and and the the LL you know LL is a, is a rapper that I've only come to appreciate more as I've gotten older as I've kind of listened to more of his tracks not just the the kind of the commercially successful ones but listening to some of the deeper tracks that dude had skills mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then Missy Elliott so like, he he was really versatile and a great actor actually mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know I defy you to find me a person whose um, gym playlist pivots he took. He took a lot of pivots. He really did. And, you know, and I think that's actually another piece that really, um, this is why this is the, the ideal fearless playlist, right? Because it is these artists who were able to adapt, you know, Pac, his life was short, but you could even see him drifting between ways that he authored his own identity um, throughout his short career. He owned his narrative. He really did. Um, Jay-Z's uh, Decoded, I don't know if you've read it yet, but, it, you know, it's so incredible to read how he makes sense of his trajectory as a, as a rapper and a performer and a lyricist. It's it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't say, I, I always believe that Missy Elliott was the heir apparent to Queen Latifah. Like, That's right. What she was able to do in her career 
Yeah, I mean, it, it just embodies what hip hop is about. Queen isn't is impossible without Roxanne Chante mm -hmm. and um, and Missy Elliott. You know, is the next logical step um, from Queen Latifah. Um, you probably yes, I love this top five. Oh, uh, we thank will you. make we will make an episode playlist uh, that will drop along with oh, the uh, with the episode, and uh, <laughs> folks can kind of check it out and. You know, I already think I'm going to call it uh, Dipali's Fearless Playlist. Oh, I love um, it. Thank you. And we'll kind of awesome. throw it in there. That'll be fun. i post it on my profile for sure. Yes, <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, where, how, how can folks learn more about the work that you do? How can they learn more about Fearless Plus? Yes. So really easy, fearlessplus.com. That's fearless and spell out the word plus, P-L-U-S.com. We are all over social media. If you put in fear fearless on the plus sign or fearless and spell it out we're on instagram we're on youtube we're on twitter we're on tiktok um you can find us everywhere it's pretty easy to find us um and we hope that all of you create wonderful profiles and we get to follow you and your very extensive remarkable careers amazing thank you so much for joining us here on two dope teachers and a mic so um i'm gonna ramble a little bit and then um when you hear me give you the signal we're gonna try to say stay dope together um you know internet connections be damned we are going to try <laughs> to do this so <laughs> for my absentee partner in crime kevin adams for our incredible guest dipali vs of fearless plus my name is gerardo muñoz we want you to stay growing stay evolving stay redefining yourself stay adapting to the changing conditions stay meeting these challenges with courage and creativity but above and beyond make sure that you always stay Hey, what's good, everybody? Hey, are you an educator struggling with time and money? I mean, are we all? <laughs> well, I want you to meet my friend Alex Sierra, a certified financial planner with Cetera Investors, and he's here to help. Specializing in working with educators, Alex understands the challenges we face from low pay to complex retirement systems. His team specializes in holistic financial planning, focusing on your goals and creating actionable plans to improve your chances of success. Visit his website at www.toriandalex.cetarainvestors.com slash tudope, T-O-O-D-O-P-E, to schedule an initial virtual consultation with Alex. Mention the code TUDOPE on your meeting and receive 25% off their subscription-based financial planning packages. You can get more info and a link to their website in the podcast description. Cetera Investors is the marketing name of Cetera Investment Services. Securities and insurance products are offered through Cetera Investment Services, LLC, doing insurance business in California as CFG STC, Insurance Agency, LLC. Member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Cetera Investment Advisors, LLC, California Insurance License Number 0L05650. Alexander Sierra CFP is located at 605 East Huntington Drive, Suite 203 Monrovia, California 91016, and can be reached at phone number 626-408-1333, extension 301.
six.